I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast, the best football podcast in the world. Today I have... Ella. Welcome back, Ella. And... uh we all watched, I'm sure, and millions of people across the world as well, watched Manchester City dismantle Arsenal in pretty easy fashion. Ella, what did you make of that tie as a whole? Um, I thought it was... It didn't really surprise me in terms of the result, but it was a very poor, poor, poor result and performance from Arsenal. When you're in a title race you'd, and a game as key as this, especially with the results they just recently got. Losing 4-1 was an absolute worst result. Um, and I think it kind of just showed the levels between the two sides. Um, yeah, to gift your team, the opposition team, sorry, six points that you're in a title race with. Yeah, I think it's only going to go one way now. You spoke about the, the scoreline, losing 4-1. Is that a difference between losing 4-1 and maybe, I don't know, maybe they lost 1-0, in your opinion? Um, yeah, because I think it just... Because City at, away was always going to be a difficult fixture. Yeah. Um, But I think losing 4-1, it just shows the level between the two sides. These are the two sides that are meant to be competing neck and neck. And... Credit to Arsenal, they've been they've done really well this season to keep up with them. But yeah, that just it just cannot happen. City have been doing the keeping up so far though, no? True. I know Arsenal were eleven points ahead at one point. But I feel like City I expected this from City. I expected yeah, them sure. to uh I call this demon mode of City at the latter stages of Tata races. Yeah. Um, where they just go win after win after win after win. So when I say keeping up, especially before this little period, that Arsenal wobbly period that Arsenal had, they did very well to get results. I think they won like five in a row. And that was under pressure. So they've done well, I think, in terms of keeping up with them, keeping the pressure on. It's just this final hurdle that I predicted they would struggle. Um, But yeah, 
the quality is really shown between the two sides. So, I mean, watching that game yesterday, of course, certain players stood up, De Bruyne and Haaland, to say the least, those guys were absolutely phenomenal yesterday, mm-hmm. you know. Haaland was also phenomenal as well when he, had, when he let his hair down. It's not like <laughs> if I was a girl, I would fancy him, but it's just, I don't know, there's something about that aura. It's got that aura, I don't know. It's like he expected it to happen. It's like he did it for the cameras, just released his hair. He was ready for the moment. And then scored. <laughs> broke broke the record. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Haaland, I mean he's gotten a lot of he's gotten a lot of smoke mm. for performing, to be honest, because mm-hmm. he's been without a shadow of a doubt about the most consistent performer mm-hmm. in all of Europe's top five looks. This is I'm not gonna already call him the best right now and just, just not to get into any like mm-hmm. Just not to go off track, you know, and debate, okay, here, Messi or maybe Mbappe, you're taking part into the um, concentration that the World Cup happened mid-season or whatever. But he's about been the most consistent. It's almost like he plays, he does his job, which is mm-hmm. to score goals, you know, to, to give his team those points, to, to nick those points for his team. And, uh, you know, yesterday was just the crowning moment for, for a player who's had a very, very, very fantastic season. I think it's 49 goals or competitions now. So... He's gonna enter like uh, he's gonna get to at least like 56, you know, mm-hmm. territory that probably only Haaland is capable of breaking. But for some reason, there's been a lot of talk about Haaland on social media in terms of, I mean, from Liverpool fans as well, to be honest, and from the general football public who feel like football players have to be a certain type of way before they can get rated is something that I talk about a lot. I find it absolutely ridiculous, you know, because when you play a player like that, it's just hard to keep up with him. It's hard. He's too mm-hmm. fast. He's too big. He's too strong, you know. He's so intelligent the way he times his runs. I don't know how many people, how many times have seen Haaland straight offside. Mm. The thing is, Haaland is never going to be the prettiest player you've ever watched, the most skillful. But in terms of effectiveness, he's one of the best. Just, it's crazy. Um, and you have to put your hands up, even as a Liverpool fan. Um, he's just brilliant. He's brilliant at what he does. I think watching him week in week out. His link-up play has really surprised me because I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to watch him week in week out. But he's a he's a very good player, um, and I think saying he's not the most prettiest or the most appealing footballer in terms of skill or whatever he doesn't have maybe the skill of Neymar or I don't know the brilliance of Messi or maybe the aura of Mbappe. But he has been one of the best players this season. I don't know if it's the best. I, again, we don't want to get into that d- debate, but he's certainly up there. Um, to score and break the record in your first season in the Premier League, this is meant to be one of the hardest leagues in the world, and he's come in and absolutely smashed it. Smashed it. So, yeah. To him. And, and also another player, of course, who grabbed the headlines, Kevin De Bruyne, my favourite player in the Premier League. As you guys know, I feel like he's the best player in the Premier League and has been since he stepped foot in that league. I've been rooting for him, of course, when Mo Salah came along. I feel like both of them have gone neck and neck and Mo Salah has, has edged him out in a few seasons, better than him in a few seasons. And De Bruyne as well, also a couple of seasons as well. Uh, but yeah, I can call him the, the best alongside Mo Salah in the Premier League. You know, even when Hazard was in this league, I kept on saying De Bruyne is the best in the Premier League. Like, you know, I've got receipts. And it's like, how many years on? This is like, he came to the club in 2015. It's like eight years on oh wow eight years at city like and 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 people don't realize i don't think i'm I'm, I'm not going to say people don't realize this but i've seen a lot of times when people like bring the run on amongst old timers and people try to like oh no he's not just you know being nostalgic i feel like it is disrespectful not to 
think Kevin De Bruyne doesn't sit at the table of all time as when you talk about assist makers in the Premier League he's right up there he's I mean he's got a vice century now in way less apps than anyone there did it and he's got what how many Premier League goals for C like over 60 getting on seven that's like just uh only shot of Sergio Aguero and Raheem Sterling two of their most um productive strikers so I mean like I mean he's has also won how many Premier League titles you know so like I mean at the end of the day man you just have to give it up for this guy he's uh his arrival of course as Liverpool fans but I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and lie here. And Arsenal got that greatness firsthand from De Bruyne and from Haaland. You know, Arsenal talk about. Oh, Arsenal fans have been saying a lot about this player being world class, Saka being world class, a world class player who hasn't had a Champions League appearance. I don't know about that. I won't get to that. But it's basically Thierry Henry talking about Haaland, breaking him down, criticizing him for his hold up play, and man, he dunked on on Oriston with some exquisite hold up play yesterday. You know, the 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 first goal, that touch. And the way he just it's just like holding can't do anything like it's one of the situations where like i see a lot of arsenal fans as well to criticize and holding why he getting too tight do you want him to give Haaland space like you get what i'm saying it's just one of those things where you have to understand that certain players are that's why they excel because they're just better they're good you cannot you don't have an answer to them i mean getting tight or trying to foul him is probably the only option because he's big he's strong he's fast you know you don't want to give him space so he can have the turn of pace to go on you because that's over you know and they played it to KD, kdb who did absolutely brilliant there you know what the, the brain actually reminds me of myself ella no <laughs> for <sorry>. real <laughs> no because like how he took that goal you know what i'm saying how he took yeah. that goal like i don't know if i rem- if you remember me telling you that like the best time to finish isn't actually always when you come close mm. like because when the keeper is in a certain place like he's in no man's land i told you that last thing mm. you know what I'm saying? that's exactly what i would do there you know what i'm saying like just just be precise just be precise about it you know he found his that that shot that 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 bit of um that yard of pace mm. shifted it aside and then just r- pass it into into that side you know also also because from that from that angle you know uh ramsdale was kind of expecting him to go cross but so he took that little skip and then you know what i'm saying but that's that's what's about though. that's what's about that's where the space is you know what I'm saying? That's what you do. So it was very fantastic. And now I'm talking about Arsenal because they, they, I want to focus on them. I think we've talked about Man City a lot, and uh, everything that they are doing now. All I mean, we've seen City now. What, what's the table looking like now? Uh, so as far as I know, Man City are two points behind with two games. Ahead, yeah. Okay. So. Cool. So they can potentially go four points clear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I mean, you see, it's in City's hands now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. We always predicted that. You know, if you if you mm-hmm. if you go back to the last episode, um, Ella and I did together. Same thing. Uh, but I want to talk about Arsenal because it's it's a bit interesting the way like this season has panned out or is panning out, and the narrative about Arsenal and what I hear. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm just going off what I hear. Uh, Arsenal are set to be performing this season, and that's uh, based on expectations. That the media has created based on expectations of fans, Arsenal fans themselves, and rival fans, because expectations are not always directly in line with what should be expected. Mm. For example, right, if I don't know, Manchester United are never expected to win the league just because they've been crushed in the performance. But if you look at the investments made in managers, the quality, then they should be mm-hmm. going into every season. You go, know I'm saying. So that's the, so that's the difference, and I think it's kind of similar with Arsenal. I'm getting there, of course, not to that level, but it's that. No one will come next and I say, okay, I expect Manchester United to win the league just because they've been so bad for the longest time or underperforming, let me put it that way, for the longest time. But if you look at investments in terms of things that take into actually, you know, like the pressure, oh, you spent 
200 billion you should be under pressure to win the league because if you look at pep guardiola and his side and also a lot of managers they've been they've been solely judged by that checkbook it's like you spend money win you know what i'm saying his first season in england he didn't win the the league he he finished third you know for for large spells they played absolutely brilliant football there was no doubt in my mind they were the best team at their best that season as well you know what i'm saying they were so brilliant you know you also had like from around November to around, uh, should I say, to the end of season ish, when he reintroduced the Atari to the side, the Atari got a lot of crucial goals. It was so brilliant. Of course, defensively, you know, there was a lot of laps and that cost them a few points here and there, but it was kind of thing where at their best, you could already see that potential. Pep Guardiola was absolutely killed for not winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? In his first season uh, uh, at City, you know, why? Because you spent money, the investment, yeah. you know, win. But like I don't like when that goal push shifts. And for Arsenal, right? I'm not saying Arsenal should because I'm not personally I'm not even expecting Arsenal to win the league. I mean, I have Liverpool, my team who have grossly underperformed, one of the biggest underperformers uh in the league this season. And going into the season, I expected them to contend for it just because uh they've we've we've been accustomed to that. Because if 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 you ask Liverpool fans, you know, if you go toe to toe head for head, a lot of Liverpool fans will be choosing rival players over their own players mm-hmm. and a lot of rival fans think their players are better, but that's not been the case in terms of the performances as a team a team that's been putting up 90 plus points consistently over the post over the past uh, four or five seasons you know so based on that level Arsenal are not expected to be doing as well as they are doing right now because this is a team that's not qualified for the Champions League in the past six seasons or seven seasons and that is crazy thinking about Arsenal being that one team that come rain come uh, some whatever happens you no know, Arsenal is going to finish third or fourth mm-hmm. and get into the Champions League and Atleta hasn't managed to do that yet of course he will do that now but I'm just thinking what's the expectations for Arsenal for example else I'll have to put this to you before I go on to make my point coming into next season for example right mm-hmm. because the media the fans what what are we because last season Arsenal were meant to pick the top four you know they didn't mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a minute but coming into next season like what Arsenal doing what are they meant to do in my opinion, yeah, I think the expectation should be Champions League, definitely to get out of the group, maybe quarters, round of 16, decent, because I haven't been in it for a while, fair enough. Yeah. And they need to be up there again in terms of challenging for the league. I think there's been too many times, or I feel like the problem with Arsenal is that they've either underperformed or this season they've overperformed. I think next season it's important for them to have a season where they're just meeting expectations as it is. So what are those expectations? Champions League to actually do well in yeah. it. Because in Europe this season, I thought they underperformed. Um, sporting away, sporting coming to the Emirates and winning. Yeah. I thought that, from that point, I thought their, their season was a bit of in danger of them going trophyless. They can't go trophyless again. So I think... They need to do well in the domestic cups, maybe go for one, try and win one. They need to do decent in the Champions League. I don't expect them to win it and they need to compete for the title. In my opinion, they should be looking to win it. They should be looking to progress because they've got they've got a core there. They've got, as you can see from this season, they've got a lot of positives to take. They need to go into the transfer market, maybe get a couple of players in to solidify that and push on. That should be the expectation. For them. Well, you, you know something, yeah. I'm one of those who, for example, I agree with your expectations for next season. I feel like, having done this now, mm-hmm. I mean, you certainly can't be going back. Mm-hmm. But the jump, the jump 
they've made from last season not 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 qualifying for the Champions League and this season uh sitting in first mm-hmm. position as we speak right now even though we expect them to get off there soon but you know as we speak they're first it's been massive you know you don't really see that you know even with Liverpool that made a massive jump they finished uh fourth then they went on to contend mm-hmm. you know they, they got into the Champions League you know what I'm saying then they went on to contend yeah. and uh apart from even getting into the Champions League the season that of course they qualified for the, they got back into the Champions League for the second time they maintained that the 17-18 season most of that first season we saw a lot of games that gave vibes that okay this is the second best team in the land besides Manchester City mm-hmm. they lacked that consistency to of course put up any sort of fight in the league but there were so many games that season that it was like yeah besides Manchester City these are like the most exciting team to watch mm-hmm. is that you know what I'm saying and I got to a final as well Champions League final after how many years of not being in the Champions League Liverpool had that thing about them you could see the potential you could always see the progress the slow progress ever since Klopp came in you could always see the progress and that's what I think kept Liverpool fans maybe other fans or people looking from the outside very patient with Klopp because you could always see they were building something yes he might have not won something yet but you can see it was going in the right direction. Yeah, but it's 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 also that it's not hard because I mean for an mm-hmm. Arsenal, the, here comes my story and I, I just wanted to like finish talking about this Liverpool real quick and go back to Arsenal. Like it was easy because a club that hasn't been qualifying for the Champions League consistently consistently mm-hmm. versus a club that has been qualifying for the Champions League consistently. That's one thing Arsenal have been known for. Mm-hmm. You know, come rain, come that they've they've had title challenges that have ended prematurely and that's the problem. That's what mm-hmm. Arsenal fans uh, have like for example I grew up around Arsenal fans like my best mates are Arsenal fans my neighbours are Arsenal fans so I hear their moans firsthand. like you know like growing up as a football fan and all like you know it's all about like the, that title challenge always ending in, in like that that February you know mid-February is always it for Arsenal but I mean not qualifying for Champions League was never in the question right mm-hmm. and for Klopp it's not hard when, a team, when you come to a team that doesn't really qualify for like oh we qualify for Champions League this year and then four years later you, like onto your next qualification and like yeah it's a bit scattered you're not mm-hmm. doing it consistently you're finishing everywhere on the table and you know in your of course your first half season you go to two finals you lose both heartbreaking whatever but that's a first positive and then your, your first full season gets into champions league like mm-hmm. you know it's not hard to see like okay yeah but that hasn't done that they haven't taken Arsenal to the Champions League. They oh, haven't played, yeah. and it's been three and a half years. Mm. You know, I'm not talking. About, I, I don't like for me. If, if they didn't, if Liverpool didn't get back into the top four, I would have been critical. Like, it's not like I've, I've been one of Klopp's most loyal supporters. Like, there's mm. even been times like I don't want to call his name, but if you listen to this, you probably know yourself. A Liverpool fan on Twitter as well. He talks a lot, and we always argue a lot on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh, Klopp, we're going to another season trophyless. I'm like, like we're qualifying for the Champions League, you know? and then and the next season after that, you know, we got to the final. Mm. Of, the, of the competition you just qualified for you know what I'm saying as well as finishing in the top four you know could have finished third easily you know but when we're going for that run in late in the Champions they said dropping stupid points like Stoke mm-hmm. and things like that when we're resting players things like that you know could have easily finished third that season easily mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we're in position two you know at a point even second because I remember Manchester United were second and uh, were how many points behind them at that point was it two or something or like yeah. you get, so it was it was there to be played for you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying so that's why I said in my heart, watching Liverpool, of course they were the based on points, they were like should I say fourth best team in the league or mm-hmm. something. But in terms of context, I could see mm-hmm. that going into the other season, it was going to be Liverpool and Manchester City. Yeah. That would okay, Manchester City has separated themselves from the lot as that's the one with hundred points. But Liverpool were going to join them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? 
if they did the right things in the transfer market. So back to Arsenal now, which is the main point of this whole um, podcast episode. As I said, I think I spent three and a half years at, at the club, not getting them back into the into the Champions League. And you ask yourself, when I asked you, what are the expectations, you know? Like, Arsenal are doing well, like, mm-hmm. because they sit at the top of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, I think everyone has to say that. That's like, that's not even a, that's not a subjective view. That's an objective view. You sit at the top of the Premier League, one month to go. You've done well, you know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no arguments there. And they are doing well this season, you know? A lot of players have credit. All the guy, Martinelli, you know, Saka, Gabriel just, you know, he's had his patches, he's got injured. And he's come back and still showed, you know, even Eddie Nketiah, you know, very harsh on him. You know, Trussard, mm-hmm. very harsh on him. These are players that have done well, you know what I'm saying? Sally Bars, Zinchenko, White, you know, Ramsdale has had its poor games, mm-hmm. but also had a lot of good games. You know, for example, against Liverpool, there's a lot of games that he came up at one point for them. So, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of brilliant players all over the pitch. However, I'm not, like, I'm not very wowed. Because my expectations, I feel like my expectations are based on reality. Mm-hmm. Like, and how a team is doing doesn't affect my perception of their expectations. And I mean expectations. Especially in terms of predictions. Like, oh, oh, I feel like Arsenal are going to do so. That's my expectation. My expectation in terms of what should be expected. You mm-hmm. know, and Arsenal have been a team for many, many years have been grossly underperforming. Like, I remember having discussions with Arsenal fans and saying, to be honest here, look at your team with Sanchez, Ozil, Ramsey, Katsola, these guys, you know. And... They were, they were not let's say they were not getting the satisfaction level of Liverpool, Liverpool fans right I'm like let's 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 be real like pound for pound it's not only solely to Arsenal right even Manchester United mm. do you want a Lalana they said no do you want a James Milner at right back because at left back sorry because when Liverpool are qualifying for the for the Champions League that's what they were doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you understand know what I'm saying do you want a Gini no they don't want these players and I rate my players very highly and I'm not trying to shit but I'm just trying to tell you that that should just shine light on the quality that all that teams have in the Premier League. There's a lot of quality across... Oh, look at Chelsea, for example, spending how many million mm. on so many good players, right? And there's nothing to show for it. Mm. And when you're going into next season, what's the expectation for Chelsea? I'm not sure anybody's going to be talking about because they've because they've underperformed. So that ex- that affects your expectations mm. in terms of, oh, I don't expect this team to be a shit, right? But it's about what should actually be expected. What pressure should be mounted on the team that spent fortunes on class players across board mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's not about arsenal because if you go back to the 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 what's it called uh this season they spent 174 million pounds mm-hmm. you know and you say young players yes it's on young players but i feel like that's your damn business though that was their choice you know it's your choice it's your strategy i mean young players there's apart from okay they are in quotes inexperienced mm-hmm. but everything has to give and take you know there's some calls for example like juventus who in their prime, this was before like they were saying going for the kind of signings like Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. and so to kind of change that up. And of course, it's, there's an argument if Juventus trying to come out from their strategy that worked for them, if it's affecting them in the long run, you know, because I mean, of course, Ronaldo won two Scudetto's um, um, there. So it's not like he came and they stopped winning. No, but it's that like. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, they were never going to wait forever. That's just the truth. So I don't know if I should put pin it, but they kind of moved away from that. Whereas Juventus, uh, and not with Ronaldo's son, not with Ronaldo's son, because Ronaldo was old when he came there. Mm-hmm. So the same thing was about like what they tried to do around that project. They failed massively in terms of the Ronaldo project. You know, they always got their old people, they got their Tevethys, I don't know, and one or two young players there, you know, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They always got the old, that the, the Alvarez's player, basically players have finished with that. They had their old strategy, mm-hmm. and, and, and something has to give. You know, you can maybe talk about legs, you know, maybe certain games in the Champions League, they always, that's why they couldn't never get over the line because when you face like certain teams or for example i remember uh versus monaco uh in the champions league you know of course they still qualified but you saw how mbappe ran rings around them in the mm-hmm. semi-final of that clash you know so there's always something to give you know even arsenal versus ac milan for example i think was this 2006 when to war coach ran rings around them like it's like young versus old at the end of the day there's always something gives mm-hmm. always and you have to own your, your strategy you know ajax have won the champions league with an average age of about 24 or something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Also, when they got to the finals uh, against Manchester United, they're, they're probably even younger than that. You know, Jose Mourinho's Chelsea in 2005, when they had the record for the most clean sheets and the, the least goals considered in the Premier League season with 15, absolutely ridiculous. Well, about an average age of 25. And us now have an average of 24.5 as at the start of the season. So I'm, I'm not like, I'm not even trying to say like my expectations for young players that they should. Uh, go ahead and win because i love like i'm i'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fairly patient guy mm-hmm. in terms of the way i analyze football but however i feel like at the end of the day it's your business though like the strategy you choose to go for because i feel like the younger guys have more legs they've got more legs they've got more hunger they've got more desire there's a lot of coaches that will prefer to go out there you hear them say and get players who haven't actually won anything mm-hmm. because of that hunger to win you know what i'm saying like there's also a disadvantage to getting extremely successful footballers to come on your clock it's kind of this like what's the motivation if you're motivating a three-time champions league winner or a four-time champions league winner you get what i'm saying from guardiola also said something very similar about uh when he was leaving barcelona you know it's like it's about at some point it's hard to motivate these players mm-hmm. you know so, so everything gives and takes but if you get young players for example the liverpool players who came in to win stuff like i mean if you say a chelsea reject a southampton player and you get what i'm saying player from Hoffman, you know what I'm saying, Robertson from Hull, you get you get me, so everyone does their thing, you know what I'm saying, and at the end of the day, you have to be held to those standards, Arsenal spent £174 million pounds or so this season, £171 million pounds this season, you know, that's 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 more than a lot of teams have mm-hmm. spent, and, been, and, and the most pressure has been mounted on them to go on and do something, you know what I'm saying, of course, uh, my team Liverpool. I also have I have first-hand experiences, of course, like from the media and stuff, and I'll be able to relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of teams as well. Manchester United fans, under Jose Mourinho as well. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has their story to tell. When they spent money, and it's like go on and win, mm-hmm. and you didn't win, failure immediately, immediately failure. I remember Jose saying, "Okay, finishing second with this players in Manchester United is my biggest accomplishment." I didn't exactly agree with that statement because I'm like, bro, 
world-class manager you spent money on you know you broke the world record fit to bring back Paul Pogba at the mm-hmm. time Paul Pogba was absolutely one of my favorite footballers in the world he was playing ridiculous level of football very very good football player and as a player I still I always love you know what I'm saying but of course came to Manchester United and the consistency flew out of the window but it's like you did a lot of things around you know Ibra you know mm-hmm. coming off a very fantastic season at PSG old as well but it's him that wanted to do that these are world-class players these are the players that perform that absolute these are the legends of course Paul Pogba is not a legend but it's like as a Premier League fan who maybe Premier League clubs are really getting there again in terms of playing this Champions League finals, playing this, and these are the players that we see on, on these biggest stages, mm-hmm. you know, the Golden Boys, Papa was a Golden Girl, I'm saying, it's like, wow. And it didn't happen for them. Failure. Failure. And to some extent, I agree with the media. I've mm-hmm. won for like, you provide results based on like what you've been given. But it's like, with certain managers, like I said, Pep Guardiola or like, it's, it's immediate like that, you know, but for, and even the season before that, Arsenal spent 150 million. You know, so they spent 171 point. Let's say 172 million this season. You know, if one on who I don't know, young players. The season before 149. That's a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. A whole lot of money. And that's over 300 million. The thing with Arsenal is the danger that they don't want to get into is they have a young team, right? But you look at the likes of Saka, Martinelli, and I guess you can kind of. Can kind of question Saka a little bit in terms of these last few games, especially the key penalty he missed at West Ham. If you look at last season, that in itself was an experience where they were chasing top four and they couldn't quite make it. That is experience in such. It's not experience in a title race, but that is experience. And if they take this experience as well, they have to go on to and and look to win the Premier League next season because it can't always be. Yeah, we have these young players. It's for two three years ahead we're gonna win this that but you have to look at the other teams as well because you look at the likes of man city they can sign two three players you look at the likes of liverpool i'm sure they'll bounce back as well you look at the likes of newcastle as well new kids on the block exactly yeah. these these teams are going to sign players and you also don't want to leave it too long to to start winning do you know what i mean they have young players they have a young team they can have patience in them but they need to start getting over the line especially next season the expectation needs to be to go and win the league needs to be to go and get some more cups some more trophies in their cabinet because these teams around them they're going to progress as well so that is that is the danger that Arsenal do not want to do, do not want to put themselves in do you feel that Arsenal I mean given that your prediction comes to pass that City win the league that's also mm-hmm. what I feel uh, like by the way like News flash, haha! I feel City win the league every season. Everyone in Liverpool are very good. Like that, it's just, it's honestly, they're just the best, and you know, I put my hands up in the air for that. Uh, do you feel Arsenal have just missed your best chance of uh, winning the title, the Premier League title? Uh, in I, this era, let's just call it this era. This uh, I don't know, Ateta. Um, I I feel so. Just because of how much of a machine and monster City are. And I look at teams like Liverpool, who have dropped off massively, massively, massively. Yeah, probably the season. biggest. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think anyone was expecting that. Yeah. I expect Liverpool to invest and to bounce back. Don't know if it's going to be enough to win the title, but it will certainly make the title challenge harder for Arsenal. Um, again, you look at Newcastle, they're only going to get stronger. You look at Man United, they're doing the right things. Um, so, yeah, it's it's... 
it's it's going to be tough. And I think this season where there were what, 11 points ahead at one point, um, Man City, even though they've been excellent in this latter stages, it's not the best, absolute best Man City's team we have seen. Um, and you look at some of the players they took from Man City, and I think that should be emphasised as well. They're young, but you look at Jesus and Zinchenko. These are experienced players. They're young, but they're experienced. Yeah, experienced with a lot of Premier League uh, pedigree. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've gone in runnings and, and done the job. You know what I'm saying? Zinchenko especially has come in at very critical times for Manchester mm-hmm. City. Held that left back spot, you know. And, you know, they've won the Premier League garbage as well. Has done a job across all front positions whenever he was needed to. He's been, he's been Pep Guardiola's main man. For times, it's been, there's been times when it's like, okay, yeah, you're not the main man, come mm-hmm. off the bench. There's been times where, yeah, I'm not playing as a striker, come off the right. And he's absolutely contributed with a lot of goals and assists for Manchester City. So they, they know what it takes to win the Premier League. They've been yeah. there. And mm-hmm. those times were kind of like, these are Premier League winners because apart from them, I don't know. I, I can't, like, just from the, like, just scanning through the Arsenal score quickly in my brain. I don't know if any other players have uh, won the Premier League or yeah. even a league. Because Thomas Patti, after he left Atletico, that's when they won the league. I mean, Odegaard, yeah. he's been around winners, but I'm not sure how involved he's been. But, yeah, yeah, it's a fairly young, very young side, a very inexperienced side with little bits of experience. And this is what I'm saying, they have to learn quickly and use that to push on and meet expectations, start winning titles because um, as I said they don't want to leave it too late to when all these teams start getting their quality back because it's just going to make it 100 times harder like I expect the Premier League next season I expect Man City to be there I expect Liverpool to be there it's crazy though Yeah. I'm just thinking about it like because I mean people will listen to this episode I feel like maybe I've been harsh and I've not been mm, I've no. just stated facts they spent as much money as anyone in the league mm-hmm. consistently over the past so there's been investment and they've chosen their path of investment you know and it's been a good season you know like, there's a lot to take from this season but like the truth is that there's also been a lot of teams that I can speak in this look at me talking about this mm-hmm. about Arsenal like when last the Man United contend for a title when last the Chelsea contend for mm-hmm. a title when last the Tottenham I mean Tottenham yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you, get, you get what I'm yeah, saying like, yeah, so it's yeah. like I mean Arsenal have 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 come up shown character done something cool you know, same at Liverpool as well. Like, if Liverpool don't win the league, then people show them and things like that. But it's mm-hmm. about like, Man City are undeniably that team. This is their era. It's the Man City era. They're mm-hmm. the best. Pep Guardiola is the best. They have the best players. They've just, they just, I mean, yeah, they might be cheats or whatever, but in terms of just that football aspect, like, I don't, I, like, to be honest, I don't even really involve myself in like, all the, like, documents reading up on their challenges and shit like that. I'm not that interested, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. But what I can see, which is the what I involve myself in, which is the football side, what I see on my screen, are just so good and that it's like, yeah, I mean, Liverpool tried, got it off them. Liverpool mm-hmm. got themselves the Premier League, you know. Uh, Arsenal now, of course, their fans. It's been a while, you know, since 2004. That's like what 19 years. Yeah. That's crazy, actually. Yeah, it's, it's like it doesn't doesn't seem as like when you think of, when I think of 2004, it doesn't seem that far away mm-hmm. because it's like oh yeah, 2004. It's in this century, you know? Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. it's like oh, 19 years ago, mm-hmm. that's crazy, you know. So they've been trying as well. That's their big team, you know. Got a new stadium. There's always expectations, you know. A lot of young players from the academy who came through that seem like wow, it's something that's gonna happen. They've had big signings, mm-hmm. you know. The Sanchez, the Ozils, a lot have come to pass. A lot have 
performed here and there a lot have not been a lot have been on the world made you've had like the papers you've had you know they've done things and like Arsenal are still not shy they've gone to some players like Ben White and things like that like they're a club who have done their own bits and I'll give them credit you know like I'll give them credit for that what they've done right now you know like as I said Manchester United look at them for example like mm-hmm. you know next season as well like I'm talking about what what are the expectations for Arsenal and Arsenal actually like they have to what about Man United what about exactly even the Chelsea like it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. of how poor Chelsea have been I don't know if anyone expected this just like just similar to Liverpool actually like yeah. okay cool you're underperforming cool I feel like Liverpool underperforming would just be like even where my United are right now mm-hmm. which is like se- secured in the top four but because you're a team that's expected to, to challenge for the title we'll call it another mm-hmm. performance but to be where they are in table six you know but look at Chelsea <laughs> like Chelsea are even the worst spenders out like they've bought World Cup winner they've bought like they've bought Koulibaly they've bought like you know what I'm saying this is a side that was meant to be like we are so good right now like you go and it's been terrible I mean bringing Frank Lampard back I just think that sums up everything that's gone wrong um Lampard's just being sat by Everton and you're bringing him back to steady the ship it's I don't know it's 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 a bit comical at the moment because what 11th place how much million have they spent this season it's it's i feel like it's unheard of like i don't don't understand because you see the the quality on the pitch it's certainly not reflected in the results they have and it's just like i don't even know who's going to come in that job it looks like it's going to be coach but yeah and to be honest it's not actually a bad i actually don't think that's a bad appointment because especially with the young players that they bought it's kind of making sense a bit um, in terms of the appointment, but yeah, I never envisioned this drop off from Chelsea. Exactly. So, I just just want to make it similar. Okay, it's only Arsenal that have the spotlight, but of course, we're talking about Arsenal now. Mm. You know, it's very, it's very interesting. I feel like Arsenal doing this into like, should I say, almost getting to four years of Ateta, mm. have not qualified for the Champions League. So, as I said, there's been a jump, but however, yeah, right about like them being a good team now, mm. like a good team that can perform, that can go out there and get results against big teams because. You know, for the longest, uh, Arsenal were just in, like Arsenal versus Liverpool. Mm. We know what's happening. They're getting absolutely destroyed. Arsenal versus Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They're getting destroyed. Arsenal. Okay, they got they got results versus Chelsea, but you know they used to lose a lot to like Liverpool, City, like and of course that's still happening with City. And mm. you know the Liverpool games have been tight, but it's like it's been a different story from just going and knowing that you're gonna get beat five, one, or you get that. Yeah. So, so Arsenal are about where I expected them to be. If yeah, things the, were right in the journey, yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, but there's just been like a skip, you know, and yeah, so that's why I'm not overly like showering them a prick because I feel like, yeah, like bro, you're spending money, like mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're making investments, like Atta has so much power. The whole Abama Young thing, you know, like Emery wasn't given time, you know, his Atta has had abysmal runs that absolutely no coach at any of that top club will mm-hmm. survive, you know, and he survived that. They gave him that, so it's like it's high time, you know, so it's 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 very interesting, of course, but as we said. It looks like our predictions are coming to pass. Man City have the league in their hands. Uh, of course, they would have wanted it earlier, but it's about persistence mm-hmm. and about patience. And I, you know, I would just end this asking you guys a question. Right? I feel like to get the league of Man City, like Liverpool getting the league of Man City, they had ninety nine points, right? And it was a season that they could easily have had one or seven points on it. Like after COVID, you're just drunk and you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, hangover. Basically, they had won the league already. But that's what it takes. So it's almost as if it's not about Man City. No. It's about how good are you? Yeah. Can you get to can you yeah. get to late nineties? Yeah. Late nineties. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because Liverpool didn't win the league at ninety seven points. 
exactly they didn't win at 92 they wouldn't they didn't win at 97 which is absolutely crazy so can you get to 99 can you get yeah. to 100 that's basically that's the, what that aim has to be 100 points has to be the aim that's the thing so it's like so it's like even when you sit here like, i'm not even going to like criticize arsenal still like because i've never expected like i look at it and i look at i don't think they're ever going to get 99 points they're just no. not you know what i'm saying no. he's not good enough none of them are good enough i'm saying it here today and this is not a slight to them it's not like you don't have to get 199 points because that is great like you know no. numerous public managers never needed to get that you know what i'm saying but that's the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of the, what Masti and Pep Guardiola have done now which is so crazy it has like it's so crazy good mm-hmm. you know can Arsenal ever get that? That's why I've just never, like, thought that this should be a chance. You know, that's just why. It's that simple. They're just not that good. Their players are just not that good. Like, Bukayo Saka, very good player, young player. Can he be world-class? Absolutely. See world-class now. People that could know he's not. Most players say not. You know what I'm saying? They're just not good enough. They're, they cannot be that team, you know, because you know who that team is? Mm. Man City. So are you as good as Man City? You know what this, I'm saying? Yeah, this is the problem because, as I was saying, there are similarities in how Arsenal and City play, but City have the superior players, they have the world-class players. And as I said, for the longest time, what to beat Man City, you have to be a disruptor. You have to... Yeah. Because you can't match them on their beautiful build-up play and them in possession. Liverpool never won the league and, and beat them head-to-head because they matched them in terms of the way they play. They just disrupted them. They annoyed them. They outfought them. They bullied them. This is what you have to do to get the better of City. And as I said, for Arsenal to gift them the six points, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's long from there because you can't go into a title challenge especially one of the quality of City yeah. and not beat them in yeah. my opinion because it's a massive massive mental boost if you beat that City team yeah anyway I'm ending this this this, uh, this episode with my predictions for the 2023-2024 Premier League season and that goes to <laughs> Manchester City no, Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Nah, no, I hope yeah. so. Of course, like, like Liverpool can't be back. They're not as far away as their position no, says. You know no, what I'm no. saying? Just need to be very, very smart in the window and mm. things like that. And yeah, they can be back and contend. But as usual, as I said, like, with Manchester City is just pushing hundred points. You know what I'm saying? Can you yeah. get? Can you get to the borderline of hundred points? Mm. If not, <laughs> you will fall short. Exactly. You literally will fall short. And that's sad for. Uh, so that's hard for any team around because it's basically unprecedented um, heights. This, this, like, of course, hundred points. No one had done that. You know what I'm saying? Liverpool getting ninety nine points. These are like the top two tallies in mm-hmm. Premier League history. So this is not worth it. This is not. This is facts. This is facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's not every team that's capable of being one of the best teams in Premier League mm-hmm. history to be able to win. But that's what Premier League is asking you to do, and it's ridiculous. I can't lie. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely unfortunate. Honestly. Anyway. Tell me, guys, you guys should tell me what you think. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. Ella, thank you for joining in today. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it was class. And uh, yeah, bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 